What is going on? You are listening to Tag's podcast, aka Talk About Gay Sex, the podcast. I'm your host, Steve V, and this is episode 319 alongside Jeremy Ross Lopez. Happy Cyber Monday, Jeremy. Likewise. Yep, I know you're busy. Thank you for joining, hopping on. Also joining us today is Cody Maurice Doggett. How the hell are you? You got a phone going now? Hello, darling. Not quite yet, girl. <laughs> <laughs> Try, trying to get them Cyber Monday deals in, but it's it wasn't working out for me. So. Slow moving, right? Yeah, I hear girl, you. Almost. I will let you know. You'll be the first person I call. Okay, good. Ghostbusters. (laughs) (laughs) Nice. All right. Well, on this, I hope you guys had a good Thanksgiving. Jeremy, did you have a good Thanksgiving? It looked like you did. Yeah, it was good. It was busy and um, it was a lot of fun. Nice, nice. And Cody, I trust you did as well. I did. I got to meet Joe's, my boyfriend's family his aunts and uncles and they were lovely and he met my mother for the very first time (gasps) meet the mom wow meet the mom (laughs) did she like him did he like her she loves him Uh, yeah yeah his grandma gave my mom some cookies and she loves the cookie ah and she she got invited for for christmas at joe's family's house and it's just gonna be a big deal i can already tell wow i love that that is so great yeah well it's gonna be in a a minute i want to ask you guys a little bit more about the holidays but first i just want to shout out to uh wakefield pool it was a documentarian a filmmaker really and he died today at 85 he's known you guys might know him for a famous film, Boys in the Sand. And Jeremy, you might recall when I did my XXXmas parties back in the day, I would play a couple of like 70s films, if you recall. Yes, I do remember that, yeah. Yeah, one was Boys in the Sand, which everybody should watch. It's set in in Fire Island, and it's really like guys frolicking around the island naked. And it's not porn, but it kind of is in many ways. And interesting tidbit about this film, Boys in the Sand, which was his major film, Wakefield Pool's major film, it played Mm -hmm. at a New York movie theater house and was reviewed by the New York Times when it originally debuted treating it like any you know not like a porn film but gave it its kudos and straights and gays went all alike and it was really groundbreaking at the time and he used a couple different types of film to make it so the first part it was a little more low budget (laughs) and when he got some more money together you get to see it in better quality and then the film that i love that i played at my xxx was, was bijou Uh, which has a famous porn star in it, Bill Harrison, who has like the hugest dick ever. And I really highly recommend these films because they're really, you can find them pretty much streaming anywhere. They're great to play like in the background because they don't have a lot of dialogue at all. It's more visual. Mm -hmm. And lastly, I'll give you this, uh, Wakefield Pool. There's a great documentary that everybody should watch. It's called I Always Said Yes. The Many Lives of Wakefield Pool. And it's one of my favorite documentaries because he really did say yes. To, he had so many incarnations of work 
notwithstanding mm-hmm. his work as a filmmaker, but he just did so many different things and lived everywhere. And it's really enlightening. I love that movie. Uh, I always said yes, the many lives of Wakefield Cole. So in honor words of words that. to live by. Yes, exactly. <laughs> when you can say yes or no, choose yes. <laughs> so yes. yes. When it's not an yes. automatic no. <laughs> Absolutely. Right. Exactly. Exactly. Well, all right. Well, we were just talking about the holidays a minute ago. We just celebrated Thanksgiving. And I know it just kind of seems like we're on the avalanche of holiday land. And I don't know about you guys, but I this particular year, I... I don't mind that the Christmas decorations are up today. I don't mind uh-huh. that I'm seeing, I'm at currently at my mom's house in California and streets are lined with Christmas lights and the decorations are up. I don't mind that it's today and it's still November 29th as we record this because I feel last year we we didn't have a holiday really in my mind. We got cheated and so out of it, yeah. We got cheated out of it. So as the holidays are here, I guess it's an obvious question, but Jeremy, will they be totally different from last year? And you also have your birthday also falls this week and you had a big birthday last year. What's it going to look like this year? So I think all of us are making up for lost time. So I feel like even uh, this Thanksgiving, there was like uh, 24 of us together. Friendsgiving, right? Ended up uh, doing like just 10 of us together. So, I mean, I think every event this season, we're definitely like doubling and tripling up on who we invite. And I don't know, just making up for just in celebration of uh, missing out last year. And also, uh, we ended up my like coming in contact with someone that had COVID. So we spent uh, Christmas Eve and Christmas Day, just like my mom and I, and that was it like all of us separate because of that and just not wanting to put anyone at risk of that that part definitely sucked last year so Mm -hmm. i'm really looking forward to like getting tested ahead of time and uh we just all got tested for thanksgiving beforehand a week before just to make sure yeah Uh, right even though even though we're all vaccinated uh just because it does seem like even in my area that it's going around again. So we just want to be prepared and uh, keep everyone safe, but also I've... enjoy the holidays. Absolutely. Right. It's I know I just got tested to come because you, when you leave somewhere like a different country, in my case, Puerto Vallarta, we had to get tested. And even though I was with some boys, but <laughs> I was fortunately <laughs> and then you're thinking the whole time you're thinking, oh, my God, if for some reason, if, if for some reason, yeah. what if I was I the last day on the condo on the Airbnb was today. And so I better be negative because my funds are low. I cannot stay here any longer. So thank God, (laughs) you know, know, I, I budgeted it out for this amount of time and I need it to be, unfortunately it was negative. And, um, and, and then it's so funny. You get to the airport and they glance at it. I'm like, no, no, look, really, I'm negative. Like really look, Do a deep it's a badge dive. Of honor at that point. <laughs> it is, and she was the woman was like, "Oh, got it." Moved on to the next thing. I'm like, "Did you really look at this though?" <laughs> so yeah, but Cody, this year has got to for many reasons. Obviously, with your boyfriend uh, Joe, who you said before his yes. name, so I know it's not yes. new. But this has got to feel great this time around. 
It's a first. It's many firsts because we did not spend Christmas together last year. We Our first date was New Year's Day. So it'll be a lot of firsts for us this year. So I'm really looking forward to meeting his family meeting his family again, having his mom meet my, uh, his family meet my mother and just having a good time and enjoying as many people as possible. I think I'm going to take Jeremy's advice and his lead and get tested before we even meet up with anybody. I think that's a good route to go because it keeps everybody safe because, uh, COVID cases are on the rise right now. So I'm going to definitely take your advice, everyone's advice. And before I make a return back to Northern California, you just said something, Cody, meet as many people as possible. I may be doing that and keeping it sexy when I go back to New York and meeting <laughs> as many people as possible. Oh, <laughs> but I, oh and yeah, that's I'm a different, different context in the way I said it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know it was, but I decided to jump on that. And uh, yeah, I but I, I will get tested before I make the trip back over here to be with family and friends and keep it safe. But it does bring up a question because can the holidays be sexy? It's sort of a question. And Jeremy, you know, when I used to do my party XXXmas, which you were a co-host too, it was, it kept it sexy, right? Like we had family time, friend time, but that party thrown in the middle of it all really kind of was a fun, sexy time. And do you think the holidays can also be sexy too? I do. Yeah, I think they can be whatever you want them to be. I think uh, it really matters the the company that you have. And then also just the either activities that you do or the music that you listen to. And uh, I remember we celebrated with like great cocktails, very minimal food, very minimal clothing. Right. Just like a sexy crowd in general, which is always helpful for a sexy time. Yeah. But you can also do the opposite and be like cuddly and watch movies and have like a pajama party and have it still be sexy as well. Yeah, I I definitely subscribe to the both of them because to me, the holidays are warm and fuzzy and I'm going to get a lot of that in there. Like I'm going to put my tree up when I get home next weekend and nice. do all that great. Yeah, get really get into it this year. But on the other hand, I want to use my time wisely and have some fun, sexy times too. So I think it's kind of cool to kind of go in and out. I don't know, Cody, what's your thoughts? Because you're now with the boyfriend and I'm sure you're going to keep it sexy as well. I know I got to get him a Mrs. Claus outfit or something like that. I don't know how I'm going to do it. <laughs> I wonder how he'd feel about that. But... I don't know. I don't... The gray wig and all, and the glasses. <laughs> right, and the, and the stockings and all. <laughs> he might he might tell me to put it on. I think that that's what, what will probably end up happening, is I'll end up with the Mrs. Claus outfit on. Um, or Sexy Elf. Ooh, I think that if anybody knows how to keep it sexy, it's us. And I think that, like Jeremy said, as long as we're versatile and, you know, we diversify our holidays between cuddly and sexy we're doing we're doing the right thing 
Interesting versatility. Yeah, we're going to be talking about total <laughs> tops and total bottoms in a little while here. But oh. uh, you sure choosing the versatility angle. I like that. Um, all right. Well, while I was away in Puerto Vallarta enjoying my time, I may have mentioned that I met a guy there that lives in LA. So he has been keeping in contact with me. He did tell me while we were there that he is seeing somebody, but they're open and they kind of have an open thing and the guy does porn of all things the guy he's seen oh but oh he he's been messaging me and keeping the fire alive and i guess my i think he's hot too i will be back uh on the west coast and be able to see him what's your guys's advice for someone like myself should i be texting him weekly to keep that fire going at least until we meet up again to see if it's something that I want to continue to pursue. What's your thoughts, Jeremy, on that? I say text him when you're thinking about him, to be honest. I, I don't like to uh, think too deep into it and like make it become like that arduous game of like the back and forth and waiting four hours and mm-hmm. waiting yeah. 24 hours to text back. I think when you're thinking about him or you feel like texting him, reach out to him. God, so logical. I love that. Yeah. That makes so, I mean, it's almost like, oh, I didn't think of that. <laughs> like when <laughs> I, <laughs> you know what, because he's been really proactive. Um, we were mm-hmm. at a concert here in Oakland and with my family and he happened to text me and I'm like, oh, and I messaged him back. Um, for now, it's been him being really proactive and then me really, when I have a moment, replying back and enjoying that reply back, Cody. But do you agree with mm-hmm. Jeremy or should I maybe show a little bit of initiative too so he knows that I'm interested? Because I kind of feel that too. I think you should. I, I think what Jeremy was saying was you should show initiative as well. I think that if you're if you want to establish a connection with this guy then you should be texting him when you think about him. Because if you're thinking about, oh, is it too soon? Or maybe I should be a little bit aloof. Then that's the opposite of wanting of a, of a connection. So if, right. you, if, so if you really want to establish a connection with him, text him when you think about him. Jeremy's 100% right. I, I like that. And I have been thinking of him periodically. So I think I will just to because it'll be honest if nothing else yeah and i will if i i also think it makes sense too because we're just about a month away when i will be where he lives in los angeles and i can it will be easy for me to message him up and you know at least until i see him again and then we'll rework and see what goes on after that meeting but at least yeah absolutely i think i will thanks for that what about the sexy pick are you sending sexy pics and stuff like that? I have not. That can we just work on the text no. first? <laughs> okay, all right. I'm jumping the gun. I always do. <laughs> he, you know, we took the good news about this whole thing is his roommate and he took some pictures of the three of us. So I'm in his photo album already. So he won't forget what Aww. I look like, and he's in mine. And so you know, I think we're in each each other's phones currently so yeah so we'll see but speaking of speaking of sexy pics and video there is a new tiktok trend and i'm just wondering if you guys like it or if you're here for it or not it's the tiktok trend of removing your underwear with shorts on and 
it's got this thing where you remove the undies, the jockstrap while keeping the shorts on. The challenge lies in the type of underwear, the length of the shorts and the size of the meat. Some of these that I have, I will post this on tagspodcast.com tomorrow when this comes out, is a guy holding his shorts, thankfully, but he tripped on his shorts. And so as he tripped, his dick flew out of the shorts, which I'm not sure that's part of the challenge. I don't think that would be allowed on TikTok. I am here for the mistakes, though. I don't know. Um, My opinion is I think it's really sexy. I'm not going to try it. I recently told you guys that I was watching pole dancing in Puerto Vallarta, and I'm going to take a class when I get back to New York with a friend. But that, yeah, that, but that's going to be slow, long class, you know, level beginner A. (laughs) And I think when you do these TikTok challenges, the malfunction is way too easy to happen. I don't know, but Cody, are you here for the underwear removal challenge on TikTok? I saw a couple of the videos and I can say that they are pretty hot. I I thoroughly approve and I need for more and more people to, to do them so I can enjoy the site. Thank you so much for those who have done them. <laughs> <laughs> Jeremy, do you have the coordination to do the underwear removal challenge? Hell fucking no. <laughs> I don't think it's, it's not the coordination. It's like the, I guess the balance of being able to stand up and bend over while pulling them out from under. Ooh, hearing you say all that, I loved hearing that direction. (laughs) Not not something that I think I can do, but I think it's a sexy trend and I'm here for it. I I love it. I love it with a jockstrap and with briefs. And I think it's even more sexy when something falls out or you just get a little like leakage. So, oh, I like that. Oh, it kind of reminds me. I don't know if you guys are young enough to remember David Letterman and Stupid Pet Tricks. Do you remember that, Cody? Stupid I, Pet Tricks, where he would invite uh, pets or animals on the show and they would do, you know, chase their tail around or jump over just stupid pet tricks. And so it kind of, which I was always here, they were like laughable, fun little things you could watch. And hey, mm-hmm stupid jocks or jocks in general trying to take off their underwear and if something falls out i am here for it absolutely (laughs) i am not going to try it though because i'm just mine's going to look really are you going to try it i'm going to try you know what i'm not going to record the first couple ones but i am going to try and i'm definitely going to let you guys know how it goes i'll report back to you before i post anything or make any videos though because it's something (laughs) i don't know i think it's cute you know who I think would be really cute doing this too is your boyfriend Joe. I don't know why. Uh, no. Just... <laughs> I think he would be a lot of fun to watch doing that. But look at that immediate absolute no. Immediate. I was like no, and we're not telling him about this. <laughs> he can do it. He can do it. I'm, I already said I'm. I'm a jealous guy, but I. <laughs> You know, uh, I'm, be- I'm getting better. I am getting better. Okay. All right. Well, either one of you, let us know, and hopefully you'll post something on that. Um, you could post it on our TikTok. By the way, you can follow us on TikTok at Tags Podcast. Well, st- moving on, strip strip clubs, male strip clubs are seem to be on the rise when I was in Puerto Vallarta since I was there since 
May of this year, two new ones opened up and there's already three or four other ones. You guys know the types of clubs where you go in, it's strictly men and there's more, (laughs) typically there's more men in the bar that are strippers than there are clientele, which should Mm -hmm. say something. Um, I just noticed that trend and it got me thinking a little bit on, are they on the rise and are we still here for them? Sadly though, longstanding strip club swinging richards in atlanta which has been around for three decades is set to close in january of 2022 january 15th so if you want to go to the infamous swinging richards i've only been to the one in fort lauderdale not this one or in florida Uh, no no word on why they're closing um but it got me thinking are strip clubs still relevant because you know a lot of people after the year we, you know, strippers weren't dancing in that, obviously in the 2020 year, and they recently opened up. People are watching their their piggy banks a little bit. And yeah. as the ones in Puerto Vallarta, I mean, the minute, a quick story, I went into a new one. It was, there was like 25 dancers to two of us clientele. What? Granted, it was a Tuesday night, but in Puerto Vallarta, where the other bars were happening and hopping, and I walk in, I get up there, you have to walk upstairs, so it's not like you could peek in. So I go in and I felt obliged to go in. They're like, everyone was on me a minute, the minute I got on there. The person that runs the whole operation was like can i get you a drink can i get i said oh sure sure i'll just have a you know vodka cranberry i sit down this one boy comes up to me and sure enough the man do you want to buy him a drink do you want to buy him a drink? and i was like i felt obliged to buy this guy a drink wow. does he order what i order and get a well drink no he got like some whiskey top shelf drink <sighs> that was way more expensive than mine I wasn't even into this guy. Another guy sidles up to me and he's playing with my nipple, which felt good, by the way, but still <laughs> not into him. And then I thought, what is going on? Are, I don't know, Jeremy, do you think that strip clubs are still have their place or are we moving on from that? I mean, I've frame? always loved them, uh, but I haven't been to like a really good one in a long time. And I really miss yeah. like, go-go boys at no parking back in the oh, day. Yes. That was so like my good. favorite, favorite dancer spot. But I mean, I don't know. I, I feel like now that we have so much, like so much to look at online. And then also when you go out, I don't know if the, the, it's like the right mindset to be at a strip bar anymore, but I do like, uh, for reference, I do like Twist, where you can like Miami Twist type of room, and then go somewhere else, all Good. within the same establishment. Yeah, so that part's fun for there specifically, like the fact that they have so many different vibes in one spot. But I definitely don't miss like being swarmed by twenty dancers, like you said. Remember that one we used to go to in the East Village that like could get annoying when you like can't hang with your friends or drink because the dancers are like trying to get you behind the curtain nowhere bar yes nowhere bar <laughs> and you know you bring up some really great points that and now are bored and straight and like yes interested and, that's not like, fun doing anything more than just 
rubbing on you, which they could have done in front of the curtain. Yeah. But they just wanted your money for the one song. I don't know. The board, you said so many things that even I didn't think of, but the, yes, the board and straight ones that are just there hanging out. Obviously, when it's too slow, you just feel this, they're all on top of you and you're half the time not into 90% of the ones that are falling all over you. It becomes sort of this cash machine moment where you just feel like how much, you know, they're really like aggressive at times. You brought up another great point, though. As much as I'm not always in favor of Miami, I love Twist, the the bar club, whatever you call it. And I love what you said, because yes, if you want to go into the hip hop room upstairs, you can go to that. They have house music in another room. They've got the Latin music going in another room. And then if you want to do that strip bar club moment and you can have a little lap dance, you can do that and get your taste of it and then move on. I think more bars and clubs, particularly like in Puerto Vallarta, should kind of do this immersion of the you know our area for that so that you can mm-hmm. i think it would be a lot more busy because when you want that moment it reminds me of europe where you go to many a europe bar particularly in berlin and you'll go in it's a regular bar and when you want to you can go into the back room and then there mm. might be like say in paris at le depot there is dancing so you could have bar moment with your friends you could get your dance groove on and then you can also hook up and and then repeat rinse and repeat and do it all over again and (laughs) i think that's what good point because i think we need to move into that where we can if you're going to do it don't just make it a one all strip club make it a little bit of everything if you can and that's going to make it more interesting and people you're probably going to get a lot of people that wouldn't just go to the strip club paying for a lap dance here and there and from a business model i think it's it could be a win-win for everybody well cody what are your thoughts on this oh i totally agree with everything you guys have just said although just talking about it i am nostalgic for the time when i could go to the to the strip bar and tip the dancer and you know, rub on various parts and possibly take him home and all Mm -hmm. those times that I did all of that, that fun stuff. So, and I've done that in Puerto Vallarta. So (laughs) I understand what you're saying. It makes me a little bit sad that Swinging Richards is going to be closing its doors because I have visited there before and it was a lot of fun when I went. I hear you. Yeah, I think, yeah, we've all, I've had those moments too. I just think, post pan or not well we're still in the pandemic but post lockdown how about that let's go with that that i do think people are just maybe in a different place and who knows though we'll see um because they keep opening up every time i go to yeah so we'll see all right well i did reference this earlier in the show that we were going to be talking about you said versatility cody Mm -hmm. but there's a brand new article that i'm going to post this one on Tag's podcast because it really got my interest. It's called Total Tops and Bottoms Share Why They Refuse to Be Verse. And very lengthy article, but when it comes to positional preferences, versatility, they write, is largely regarded as the most progressive option for queer men. Sticking to binary of top and bottom can limit what one does in the bedroom. And queer folks should feel empowered to fuck whoever and however they want. 
So in theory, they write this thinking tracks, but it doesn't always hold up in practice. So they did a study and after speaking with many gay, bi and queer men who identify as total tops or ones that identified as total bottoms, they learned a number of legitimate reasons and one of them may be having no interest in switching positions. So for example, they talked to Anthony, who's 35, gay, and he's a coming out coach. He identifies Mm -hmm. as total top. He has only bottomed once in his life. And although it wasn't bad, he has, quote, no interest in being versatile. I'm strictly a top because bottoming is painful, easy as that. Anthony also says bottoming, in his mind, is tied to submission for him, a common association among queer men rooted in toxic masculinity. And in fact, one study has found tops are most likely to manifest higher levels of internalized homophobia and more likely Mm -hmm. to reject a gay self-identity. You know, they go on, there's another Dr. Trevor Hart that they talked to, research does show that he says that tops are more likely to identify as traditionally masculine or dominant. So topping may be a part of that masculine or dominant identity. And just on that point, it's interesting because I'm thinking of the guy that I dated here, uh, that I talked a lot about in San Francisco, that I knew him in the 90s, those you guys Mm -hmm. remember. And then we reconnected a few years ago and the sex was still as amazing, if not 2.0 sex, because <laughs> we had went a, a, even deeper with things like fisting and it was hot. But I remember he said he was a definitely dominant top and I was here for it as a primarily bottom here. But one of the things that he he would say is uh, he would refer to certain gays in the gym as, oh, those fags and this kind of thing, even though he's a oh gay man. Goodness. I know he was kind of that masculine kind of thing that they're referencing here that Dr. Trevor Hart is talking about, that mm-hmm. research shows that tops are more likely to identify as traditionally masculine or dominant. So... The article goes on a little bit more, but I just kind of want to stop here. What are your thoughts, Cody, when you hear this as people are more identifying as just total tops or total bottoms? Well, as a partially feminine top myself or a blouse, (laughs) (laughs) as I've been called before, I think Mm -hmm. that that is, I, (laughs) I think that people, first and foremost, it takes, uh, to be a good top, I feel like you have to have bottomed at least one time to know what bottoms have to go through because it's not easy to bottom. And I think that a lot of tops just don't want to bottom because it's it's hard, basically. It's, it's more difficult. And I think that, like you said, it's rooted in a lot of toxic masculinity and anybody who is has those issues needed needs to do some self-reflection on why they only want to top only and really just look into that and maybe explore more of their feminine side. Yeah, good point. Um, Jeremy, what are your thoughts on this? Do you think that a lot of people are, a lot of men really are just more total tops and total bottoms and that's okay or what are your thoughts on this whole conversation i think i'm like kind of middle ground i think it it is okay if somebody decides that but i do also agree with the fact that i i think if you've had a bad experience it sometimes does uh 
put a poor taste in someone's mouth, which would make them stick to one rather than the other and mm -hmm. boycott the other. So I do think it really depends on the chemistry between the people. And I think uh, because I've been in situations where I've dated someone, and I think I talked about this before, where they were even just curious about playing back there. And if you turn it, if you turn them off all the way and say like, absolutely not. And you state that from the start, it's something that may not work for the relationship down the road. If that's something that they want to get into or just an interest that they have. So I do think that in a relationship, it helps to keep an open mind. So I, I don't think it helps to shut it out for yourself fully but I still do mm -hmm. think it depends on who you're with and what the chemistry is like and just trusting your own boundaries of knowing like where you're willing to go and where you're not, but then also trying to keep an open mind and being willing to willing and open to trying new things. I a hundred percent agree with both of you guys in that I think it's good, like Cody, you said, to really kind of, if you if you can, it's your sex life, right? Which is really a big chunk of who we are. And I think it's really good to look at your, where you're coming from. Like, why did you get mm -hmm. into a certain position or not? Because we've had sex experts, intimacy life coaches on the show before. One I'm thinking of gave me the advice that because a lot, if the article goes on that many bottoms feel inadequate or don't feel they have the self-confidence to be a good top in the sack, and that can be very way on you and have a lot of create a lot of stress that you may not want to explore. And I remember when I was talking to one of our guests, he suggested find somebody that, you know, you can talk to and say, hey, I want to try this. And I had somebody in mind that lives in my building that I know he would be all about me topping him. But if I, I feel like we're not, you know, we only talk here and there. And I feel like I could say to him without being in a relationship with him that, hey, listen, I want to try topping you, but here's where I'm at with it. Would you be mm -hmm. kind of cool and patient with him? Vers he would be totally into that and it would be less stressful to approach that. On the other hand, I think many of us find that we fall into one category or the other and you almost find that piece to your puzzle that like when I found that guy that I've been talking about, he is a perfect top to my bottom, me being a bottom. And mm -hmm. I don't want to mess that up. That's like really a good thing. I enjoy being a bottom. Do I want to call myself yeah. a total bottom? That maybe is where we get into where I get a little bit. I don't know that I want to label myself anything total because I want the me out either. and the and I want the ex, the idea that I can explore and try another side mm -hmm. of my sexuality. And I think when labeling one way or the other, um, but I do go back to, I think if you can explore a little bit as to why you like being one position and how that's working for you, then I think you can have a little bit more of a foundation. And, and if you still find, well, this is what I like. I, I really only like topping. If it's something else that we've had people write in that, um, bottoming is painful. Well, as Dr. Goldstein, proctologist who's been on our show several times has said, 
bottoming should never be painful. So if it's painful, I would want to look at that and, and start seeing why it's painful because it shouldn't be painful. And there's all right. sorts of techniques to get it. So it's not. And so kind of look at where you're coming from it. Right. Wait, it yeah. And I think painful? it also, I think it also, <laughs> oh, it, it should be like the, the chemistry has to be there. And I feel like I, I really respect the amount of work that goes into bottoming and cleaning out and being comfortable and like, just the amount of effort that it takes that you really have to be, I think, into the person for you to want them to top you. Absolutely. Yeah. Cody, yeah. were you going to say something to, to that? I So, okay. Can we get into this? Is it really not painful for, I mean, it is uncomfortable. At first, it hurts like hell. But then it, you get into a groove and it feels pretty damn good, right? Is that, yeah. is that what we mean? Yeah, and that's then, what I mean. I, mean oh, okay. I think it's supposed to be like a good pain. Yeah. Okay. All right. I just wanted to clarify because no pain at all. I'm like, <laughs> I, I got a little scared. I was like, is something wrong with my back there? But, <laughs> but okay. All right. I just want no. to normalize yeah, that right. <laughs> right. And we've talked and we've gone into a great deal before on how proper ways uh, somebody should not be ramming it in you. But not in the beginning. Not in the beginning. And especially if you haven't done it in a while, there should always be, you know, levels. But of course, it's it's a sensation. And I think that it shouldn't what I was referencing on many tops that say, oh, I don't bottom because it's just hurts too much. Well, define hurts. Are you talking about it's because you haven't done proper, you know, maybe you were lazy and you didn't bother like practicing and relaxing the muscle. And did somebody mm -hmm. try and ram it up there too quickly? There's too all quick. sorts of, yeah, we don't know what, when they say it just hurts. Um, mm -hmm. But I would want to know a little bit more. And so, yeah, it's an interesting conversation and an interesting article that goes into more depth too. So with that said, I will post this for you all to read this on textpodcast.com because I think it's an interesting conversation and will get you thinking. It was a well-written article on New Now Next. Uh, give them a shout out. All right. Well, lastly, there's a Reddit thread that got me wondering and it's ask the question, have you ever have you ever blocked or been blocked after a hookup? So the person <laughs> writes, I met this hot top guy via Grinder. We shared pics and videos called before eventually meeting. And then eventually we decided to uh, he decided to come over, notwithstanding the distance. We had to get an Uber for a 30-minute drive. Okay, detail. <laughs> so I thought he was really in so I thought he was really into me. He gets at mine and everything seems fine. He's very hard and everything. So I assume he's like me. By the way, this is written like, you know, he was talking. <laughs> so <laughs> I'm mm. trying to read it like he was talking. I wasn't hard at yeah. all because I wasn't hard at all because I just get nervous in the beginning. I did tell him not to worry and that I did like him a lot. Eventually, I came when he was fucking me and he came too. I was squeaky clean, so no problems at all. I told him to let me know if he's in the area again and he said sure. And he left and then bam, blocked straight. What the hell wow. is going on? I've been feeling so incredibly low today because I felt so rejected. I can't decide if it's my appearance that wasn't up to his standards, but 
we even video called or or he's wondering if the sex was lousy or something else all i know is i was left feeling so empty and dirty and rejected is this something that happens to a lot of guys hmm i have some thoughts but jeremy what are your thoughts on this it was it was just a hookup right i think it definitely happens uh i have blocked people before if they've made me feel uncomfortable or i was just not interested uh, after the encounter uh, but i definitely think that leading someone on and then blocking them after is really just like foolish and if you're not like you can't be man enough to just like not exchange numbers or not pretend mm-hmm. like you're going to see them again that's kind of shitty but i would also say if you are the person that ended up being blocked after leaving i wouldn't take it too serious and i would not get uh into your head and down on yourself i think it wasn't meant to be and you're gonna find someone else and a better hookup with better sex and i just wouldn't think too deep into it i i think that yeah that once you get into your head about maybe it's you and it, maybe it's how you performed and, and it's a rabbit hole clean and it's like yeah. there's nothing else that you can do you know what I mean? You know, your last points I so agree with. It's where I'm coming from in that it's just sex. And as much as you can have great sex with somebody, I certainly had a potpourri of a couple experiences just recently in Puerto Vallarta, one of which I talked about that now we're chit-chatting, right? And it was sort of a one-night thing. Another right. one that I met that lived in Mexico, we exchanged whatsapp afterwards and he was he was all about my hands by the way like beautiful like I thought my hands were so sexy and i was nice. all about yeah i know i'm like okay and but i messaged him we did a little messaging the next day and then it just stopped and you don't know when you hook up with somebody as great as the sex is which was also reciprocal too and again he was complimenting me on a part of my body that what their what their life is like outside of that experience and exactly you don't know that maybe they're going home to a a boyfriend or i had another guy that i met in new york recently that he was all over me in uh, like sauce on ribs cody <laughs> yeah yes. yes. let's make that a thing i would like love that on ribs. but he did uh, he did give me an inclination as i was walking out with him that i have a boyfriend and then he opened up his private instagram for me where we dm'd each other well into the night into the next morning and then when the next day came about i went to go you know, check it out again, right? A little more sober. And I was, and he mm-hmm. had made it private again. So, oh. but he did tell me that there was a boyfriend and I'm sure he, you know what I'm saying? So I guess what I'm saying yeah. is you can't confuse a long-winded way of saying you can't confuse a hot sex moment, night, whatever it is with, you don't know enough about them and you can't take it too personally. Cody, what yeah. are your thoughts? agree. I think that it's so easy to fall into that trap of, oh, making it about yourself and and getting down on yourself. But like you, like you just said, you don't know what that other person's life experience is at that moment. They could be going through something in their life to where they don't have the emotional capacity to be in that 
type of contact or relationship with you. And just having that sexual encounter made all the difference or you never know. I like to put a positive. I think the way to get out of the rabbit hole is to try and put a positive spin on the encounter. Yeah. And I feel for that Reddit writer too, because you can often have great hookups and they can even spend the night and you think, wow, I've romanticized those times before with oh my hookups, God, you know, and I've been thinking... married so many times. <laughs> yeah. okay, and, and, and sometimes we've, I've made a plan to get together with somebody and then it doesn't work out. And then I, there was a, one more one more quick story. There was a guy that I met in New York that we had a f- great fun hookup, met at the bars. He stayed the night. He left in the morning. But there was enough there. We n- talked about enough stuff. I knew what he did. I liked what he did for work. It was interesting that we made a plan to kind of get together again. He We made a plan for, like, say, a Friday when he got off mm-hmm. of work, and it didn't ultimately work out. And he, But he messaged me in advance and said, can we postpone to Sunday? And then Sunday rolled around, and then neither one of us really jumped. Like, we both dropped the ball. Cut to Puerto Vallarta, where he came up to me randomly in Puerto Vallarta, and he's like, Steve. And I was like, hi, who are you? But then I was like, oh, right, right, yes, hi, I remember. <laughs> I mean, totally out of left field, right? And that again, we never right we <laughs> never went on that date, so it wasn't like, we hung out in Puerto Vallarta and had like twice, and I got to know him better, and now I think we will hang out again. So, you yes. know, life happens, and I think you can't, if you are looking for that, you can't put too much of your romantic feelings in a hookup, whether it's on Grinder or somebody you met out at the club. It may work out and that's great, but you yeah. also have to take it with a grain of salt. If you are looking for that dating moment, then I think you should put yourself on the dating apps and, and reformat and think of dating separately from your hookups. Mm-hmm. You might still have a fun time, but you know, but at least you're in the right field of, dating and i don't know that's, that's my thoughts right. on that yeah yeah and just to kind of normalize it all again it happens to everybody it's happened to me i feel like i've been blocked during the hookup <laughs> it's been like no this is this isn't for me you, you gotta go <laughs> so yeah it happens i would just think of it as their loss and not yours thank you boo oh wait you, were you speaking to me specifically <laughs> yeah, you in general just you, to our right. listener Oh, thank you, darling. Thank you. (laughs) Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, oh my gosh, so much fun as always for getting into it as you guys do so well. You can always follow my co-host, follow Jeremy on Instagram at jrosslopez and follow Cody. He's a life coach at KMD Coaching on Instagram or his personal account, Mr. Maurice. Guys, thank you so much and happy holiday thank seasons. You. Yeah. Happy holidays. Yeah. Cody and I will be back this Wednesday for Tags Live. We're back mm-hmm. in business. Join us 9 p.m. Eastern time on the Get Focal platform. And all information is on tagspodcast.com. Thank you so much, guys. So much fun. Thank you, and Steve. In, so much fun. And in the meantime, continue having hot, gay, gay sex. sex. Yes, perfect.